Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St Albans and from further afield. Now, last week, the government brought forward the ban on sales of petrol and diesel cars to at least 2035. So in this week's show, we'll be looking at some of the challenges we have here in St Albans to hitting that target. Let's start by hearing from Craig, an electric car owner who's already made that leap. Craig, thank you for joining me. So, so what kind of electric car do you have and how long have you had it for? Well, I've actually had a couple... Um so I've got I've got a, a Tesla Model 3 now, which I've only had since December. But prior to that, I had a Renault Zoe for a couple of years. Right. Um, and what was your reason for making the change? Well, my reason for making the change was primarily that I don't have off-street parking. So it is pretty tricky for me to charge the car. Right. And I needed one with a longer range. My, my wife goes to see her parents a lot, and that round trip I could only do twice on a charge right. in the Zoe. So um, we've gone for something that will do that trip kind of four times rather than twice. Right, okay then. Um, and um, you're able to do that now then, presumably? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we are. Um, what, what kind of range do you get out of your, your car? Well, uh, I'm getting at the moment high 200s right. out of it. Okay. And and where is your nearest charging point then? When would you where would you normally charge your car? Well, yeah, see that's the tricky thing. So I've had an electric car now for um over two years in total, you know, the two cars combined. And during the time I've had these cars, there haven't been any new charging points added to what I'll call the public grid. So in Harpenden, St Albans, I haven't come across um, any new points uh, anywhere at all. Right. Uh, um, I, you know, I think you're right. It's really tricky. Yeah. You know, there is one charging point in Harpenden that can be used. Okay. And how about if you were coming into St. Albans, would you think of charging up anywhere here? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd say that, you know, there are three or four charging points in St. Albans that uh, most of the time I'm able to use one of them when I come into town. But, I, you know, I always try and park on a charging point when I can. Right. Okay. Getting, you know, an hour or so's. <laughs> charge put in the car. Yeah. Okay. So when you went from your Zoe to your to your Tesla, so you've stuck with the electric car. What do you like about it? Um, I think it, it to some extent helps me feel that I'm doing a little bit um, in the fight against climate change. I mean, it, you know, it's not a big thing. Um, I guess if you've got a green energy supplier at home and you can plug in, then you know it, it's a it's a bigger um, planet-saving device, but you know, if I was using, if I was emitting two or three tons of carbon in the past driving a petrol car, then most of the time I'm charging this from a renewable energy source. Then I feel I'm doing a little bit. Okay. And how about the car itself? What are your thoughts about about that? Yeah, I think well, both of the ones I've had have been absolutely superb. I think they they drive way more smoothly than. Um, normal combustion engine um, powered cars you know even the Zoe which is kind of a little bit more of an entry level electric vehicle than the Tesla was absolutely superb yeah okay so basically you know your your request is just more charging points then yeah I mean it it, it isn't it isn't yeah I mean I think they need to put a lot more charging points in public places 
But a big thing is putting charging points. See, I live down a, a road where 50% of the houses don't have off-street parking. Mm. And uh, before I actually bought my first car, I approached the council about having charging points put on the pavement. Um, and I said I would fund it, and uh, I said I would run one from my supply or run one from their supply. And they just haven't helped at all. And this is more of a Harts County Council thing rather than a St Albans District or Hartman Town Council thing, because it's the county councils that own the kind of pavement infrastructure. Right. But, I mean, yeah, they just, and still, so I would say it's three years now since I first contacted the council, okay. and they still will not let me... Have you contacted them recently about this? Yeah, I contacted them in the last few weeks about it, chased mm -hmm. them up. Okay. And, yeah, okay. you know, it's really sad because, you know, yeah. it's a chicken and but, but surely, But surely for you, uh, perhaps a charging point in supermarket car park or um, a, a petrol station forecourt, that would do the job for you, wouldn't it? You know, if the car needs 10 hours of charge to, to get a full battery, yeah. you know, it's unrealistic to, to expect people yeah. to, to okay. charge them anywhere other than outside the house. So perhaps, yeah, so perhaps um, more charging points, but also uh, rapid, more, more speedy charge as well, so that that process becomes more like filling up with petrol might help you then. Yeah, ab absolutely. You know, big things. And putting charges down these, you know, down these roads where there isn't off-street parking. Right. Okay, Craig. Thank you very much indeed for sharing your views there. You're welcome. So Craig has found a way of working around the lack of local public charging points, even though he'd like to see more more of them. But for some people, that's still a leap too far. Let's hear now from Juliet. So Juliet, thank you for joining me. So just if you could tell us where you live and what your parking situation is. Yes, well, I live um, near to Morrison's in Fleetville, um, and it's on-street parking, uh, unrestricted. Right. So uh, I don't have a guaranteed spot outside my house. Yeah. Um, I can usually park somewhere near-ish, um, but obviously if I had to charge an electric car, I would need to have that space outside my house. Right. Uh, okay, so you'd like to move to an electric car then, would you? I'd love to, yeah. I mean, we, we um, did have a look at it when we changed our car last, but it, it was quite a while ago, and, and things have moved along a lot since then. Yeah. Um, and back then, it, it just seemed like a step too far, yeah. um, really. Okay. So um, would, you, would you be happy if there was uh, an electric charging point in, just in your road, not necessarily outside your house? Um, it would definitely help. Um, but like I say, because the car parking is not allocated um the chances of being able to park next to something on our street the car the, you know sometimes you're parking maybe 100 yards away from your car from your house um sorry so and so, so perhaps you'd have to have some rotor s a system or a yeah, booking system for it there would have to be some kind of informal system like that where you were allowed to unplug someone else's car after a certain amount of time or something like that because yeah. Um, you know, you park your car overnight. You you wouldn't necessarily charge it and then move it. Mm. Um, as things as things stand, you wouldn't necessarily park it somewhere and then move it somewhere later on in the evening. So, yeah. So um, there, there needs to be some etiquette or a formal system for yeah, this. Yeah, I think so. And, and I think I mean I think that will develop. You know, especially in say a block of flats or something where you know there's a one charging point for for a group of people. You can have a, an arrangement between you um, a little bit more easily. I mean, we know a lot of our neighbours, but it would still be um, something quite complex 
to, to get your head around. Yeah, perhaps. Um, so how about, you've said you live close to Morrison's, how about if there were charging points there, would that be enough for you? It would be with one of the more modern cars. So the, the newer cars that are holding more charge let, need less charging less often. Obviously, the, there's a price tag that comes with that. So we normally buy a second-hand car that's kind of, you know, obviously lost some of its original value, and then we sell it on a little bit, you know, a little bit down the line right. before it's, uh, you know, decrepit, uh, so to speak. And, and we would look to do that again. You know, I don't see... I never, I've never seen the value in, in buying a brand new car okay. because you lose so much money. Yes, of course. Uh, well, a lot of people, electric cars are very expensive at the moment to buy new, yeah. aren't they? So, as you say, for so, most people, a second-hand one would be what they'd be looking at. And, yeah, and so, how about, you've also got, the, uh, there's a Ford garage just on Ashley Road, isn't there? There Presumably is. Presumably there's potential there to have charging points. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that would be great. I mean, that's, that's walkable for me. Mm. Um, so I, that's the thing, is, is, is it would have to be somewhere within about 10, 15 minutes walk, wouldn't it, to make the kind of convenience that we've come to expect from a car still be viable yeah um, you know the reason we all own a car is is for convenience yes so um so the charging has to, to the be the point of well renting cars and and um uh you know do you just rent a car when you need it or use a um uh well you're talking about for longer journeys or well yeah i know you know there's more of a of a call where you know do you actually do people actually use cars enough to to warrant having them yes and yep do you use a ride share or do you use a, you know, hire a car for a longer journey when you need it and, and use public transport? Yes, so perhaps have a If we're going to go down more... the, the line of a car being inconven- inconvenient and you, you have to walk more than 20 minutes to charge it, would it be better to have lots of carpool places yeah. within 20 minutes of your house? Yeah. And if all these questions come up, you know, yes. about convenience, really. Yeah. Yeah, as you said, there might be some interesting solutions there as well, as far yeah. as things oh, like yeah. the car clubs definitely go. Some, um, yeah. creative solutions. That, uh, and, um, and you'd be and you'd be open to, to to those, would you? Well, I mean, that's the thing. Is at the moment, it's 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 hard to see what's not there. Uh, you know, I'm not putting a lot of time into thinking about creative solutions for this, but I'm sure somebody is. Yeah. Um, so I'd be really interested to see how it develops over the next few years. Indeed. Um, and you know, different different circumstances mean you need different amounts of flexibility and and um, and convenience. So yeah. maybe you know, yeah. when we don't have to ferry around to scouts and guides and and swimming lessons and all the rest of it, things you know, our circumstances might change as well. So might be different, indeed. Julia, yeah. well, it's good to to hear that you're open mind about possible solutions there. Yeah. Thank you very much indeed. All right. Thank you. So is St Albans District Council doing anything to make sure that people like Juliet feel ready to go electric? I spoke to council leader, Councillor Chris White. Chris, thank you very much indeed for joining me. So when it comes to public charging points on public roads, is this St Albans District Council's remit? It isn't, actually. It it, it is county council because the, uh, the highways... And that includes pavements, and pavements are crucial here, uh, are a county council responsibility. Uh, we are talking to the county council, um, and it's interesting that the county council and this council and indeed some other councils are all looking at the same potential supplier of charging points on the streets. Um, it's interesting you're getting uh, people saying they want them. I, I've certainly detected that in my own electoral division, 
um, because it's all very well having them in shopping centres or indeed in municipal car parks, which we do control. Uh, but fundamentally, people will want to come home, often to a terraced street, and park up in a place where there is a charging point and plug it in. Um, without that, we're not going to encourage people to switch to electric because they're not yeah. going to have the well, confidence. Well, certainly Juliet said that, you know, really uh, a car is all about convenience and, and actually it's not convenient if she has to walk 20, 20, um, 20 minutes to get her car back from a charging point. So, so Yeah, quite agreed, utterly hopeless. And that's not going to, not going to work and that's not what we're, we're looking for. Right. Uh, the difficulty uh, is that um, we don't really have a national standard and we need a national standard. Uh, the county council were promising a paper in January, but they are now awaiting a paper from the Department for Transport, although I am warned uh, that this may be disappointing uh, when it comes out. And, and uh, when you say a national standard, you're talking about sort of number of charging points per number of residents or something like that? No, not even that. Um, uh, I, it, it's, it's much more the fact that the technology hasn't quite settled down. Oh. Um, it, it looks as though it's settled technology, but it, it, if you think how far we've come in only a few years, uh, it's perfectly possible that in two years, for instance, or three, I don't know, uh, we could be dealing with charging through a grid in the road. Uh, and if that's the way forward, then actually it makes life a lot easier. One of the difficulties we have is that um, people say, well, they've got lampposts there, they've got power. Yes, it's not the right sort of power, because um, the power you need for a light bulb is much, much less than the power you need to charge a battery. The other problem is that, perfectly understandably, the county council here, and indeed generally in places around the country, has put lampposts away from the curb. So what you can't have is trailing cables across the pavement because that creates a new hazard and, uh, of course, will make this unpopular and we've got to take people with us. Uh, so we, we've got to find um, um, places where we can put charging points on the curb. Um, we've also got to tackle the inevitable uh, concerns that will be raised by people in control parking zones. Well, this is, a point that parking. this is a point that Juliet brought up, was yep. that uh, um, with so little parking in her road, um, she was was afraid that, you know, if, if she didn't have something right at her side of her house, she could never actually guarantee to be able to park next to the... Uh, um, the, the, or it would be somebody else taking up a, a, a parking space that was very valuable on a crowded road. Yes, I mean, we, we, um, but this is a matter we will have to grasp. When we've got the... Uh, plan sorted out, and uh, there are 10 districts, all of whom are interested to greater or less degrees in this. Uh, once we've got a plan sorted out, uh, we are going to have to uh, take the flag um, from those who feel that um, uh, they've lost something by having, in, in essence, uh, dedicated points which they in their petrol vehicles can no longer use. But yeah. um, we have been sort of here before when we switched to unleaded, uh, if you remember, um, being unleaded, but having an unleaded car well, was an enormous risk initially because you didn't know whether your local garage or the next garage would actually have the right fuel. But mm. suddenly, within a couple of years, it did. So I think um, I'm, I'm hoping we get to the situation in which, uh, after a, a few uh, initial outcries and understandable outcries, we move rapidly to having a lot of points um, down terrorist streets and so forth using a nationally recognised and robust technology, which uh, indeed 
we would hope would last 20, 30 years. Okay. So that's the sort of investment we would have to put in. Okay. So, so, um, so, Councillor, so, so you're working with Hearts County Council, and yep. and you say they're sort of working the the government, and and you know you're hoping that charging points, uh, you know, will be fitted. Some you can't say when because it sounds like there's a lot outside your control, but it's something that that's is right. being planned. And, and it's too slow. I mean, don't get me wrong on this. I'm, I'm not finding reasons why this shouldn't happen. I'm finding frustrations that it isn't happening anything like as fast as I would like. And I'm in the same position. Yeah. I changed car, but I, I took the view that I had to switch to a hybrid uh, rather than an electric car because there wasn't certainty yet that I'd be able to do even relatively modest journeys. Right. And that, of course, brings us on to, to the change in car technology. Uh, we now know that um, the latest... Um, vehicles coming off the production line are capable of doing much longer journeys, mm. which will, will inevitably help. Um, but it, um, uh, when it comes to ordinary residents on the ground, um, it's not round the corner, and I wish it were. Yeah, indeed. And and also, as Juliet pointed out, a lot of people will be that you know their way into the electric car market. It will be via the second-hand market, so they will be buying into old technology that will still not be taking them, um, you know, those significantly greater distances. Well, that's right. I mean, it, it, it's, it's an expensive hobby buying a new car <clears throat> at all. Yeah. Okay. It's not something I have having ever done. So um, I was just, just thinking about that, um, Council White. So, um, you know, as you say, electric cars, whilst they're cheaper to run, they are very expensive to buy. How about things yes. like car clubs? Is this something that might be investigated by yes, the Council? Because I think, I think things have changed there a lot. Why do people want a car at all? Well, very often, it's not so much to, to get into town uh, or even to go to the supermarket because, of course, you can get your supermarket um, shopping delivered to you. It, it's going and seeing Auntie Doris at the weekend occasionally, and that word occasionally is, is very key. People would be willing to forego a car if they knew that they could access um, a suitable vehicle uh, needed it in unusual circumstances. Yeah. And certainly, um, I know people, you know, we all know people who live in London who are perfectly capable of driving a car, but have totted it all up. It's not worth the hassle. It's difficult to find a parking space, so they've given up having a car. So that's the case of my elder daughter. She can drive, but she doesn't have a car. Uh, and, of course, she's now moved to Amsterdam. Therefore, uh, mm. she's, a, she's a cyclist. Yes. <laughs> Well, of course, that would be lovely as well, wouldn't it? So, so this is something again that the council is investigating, perhaps yes, about think, initiating. Uh, that's right. And I think it's, it's, easy, it's one of the things that's easiest for us as a district council to do, and it's certainly something also that we can use for our own staff, um, encouraging them to get to the council uh, under uh, by bike or whatever it may be, or by car share when they need to do to do an errand, which is for certain departments quite common. Planning department, for instance, they need to do site visits is just to get into one of the pooled cars, uh, which would be happily charging up in the district council car park and potter around in that. Um, so it, it makes a lot of sense. We, we did have a car club in St Albans a few years back, probably about 10 years back now. And in some ways, I don't think the time was right. Um, it, it didn't get the take-up. Uh, but attitudes have changed. Yeah. And, of course, that was just a car club. Um, I think people would be quite And also we have, I was going to say, we have technology now to have things like apps on phones. It's yes, much easier absolutely. to... absolutely. It is yeah. so much easier. And I've, I've certainly, uh, in a place of work, um, 
been part of one of these companies which hire our vans. We didn't have our own vans, but when we needed a van, we uh, uh, just went online, um, got the codes, turned up at where it was lodged, and, and off we drove and put it back there the following day. Okay. That's what... got to be the sort of future, I think, generally for a lot of people with vehicles who only need them occasionally. Indeed. So, um, so the council is seeking solutions. You're working as quickly as you can on this? and Well, well yes, I've asked keep us to, to work up something, and uh, I will... Um, reminded me to uh, check how progress is going on that. <laughs> Lovely. That's right. Thank you very much indeed for joining me. That's all right. Um, well, you're bound to have comments on this. Do tweet at RV underscore environment. Do comment on the Environment Matters Facebook page or email amanda at radioverilum.com. And a big thank you to Rona for messaging to remind us that not all electric vehicles have four wheels. She says for those considering electric assist pedal cycles, the government scheme that lets you buy a bike through work has been updated and can be used to purchase an e-bike. So some good news there. I'll be back at the same time next week. Until then, thank you for listening.